Good morning. It's August 4th. There's a brief glimmer of sun over New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Once again, the whole top of the front page of the New York Times belongs to Donald Trump. There are four columns worth of photograph of the ex-president under an umbrella on his way to his criminal arraignment yesterday in Washington, D.C. There's not, however, really any news. This being the third day, the fact of Trump's indictment is still important, but no longer interesting. That means it's time to put some more poetry in the headlines. Trump, in shadow of capital, issues a not guilty plea. I'm checking that headline against the umbrella photo and wondering how he could have been in the shadow of the Capitol if the sun was not shining. One of the two lead stories under that seemingly fictitious headline is about something that didn't happen, pointing out that although Donald Trump was indicted for conspiring to disrupt the electoral count in Congress, in part by sending a mob to the Capitol, he was not specifically charged with inciting the violence committed by that mob. Okay, fine. That's an observation. Is it a page one news story? I guess by definition it is. It does touch on a more pertinent question, which is why, if Donald Trump is not being charged with the more complicated to prove incitement of the violence, this indictment for trying to put over fake slates of electors didn't come down at noon on January 20th, 2021, which leads to the other top news story on the front page, which is basically a write-up of the uninteresting details of his arraignment, supplemented by the analysis in the subhead on the story, that he has a strategy of slowing conspiracy trial. Just before the jump, the writers squeeze that in. His lawyers used the procedural hearing to hint at one of his central defense strategies, a request to delay a second pending federal trial for months, if not years. There doesn't seem to have been much in yesterday's specific news to really hang that on, except that given three choices of when to have the pretrial hearing, Trump's lawyers picked the latest of those, August 28th. And Trump's lawyers complained about the prosecutors trying to get the trial started within 90 days. Okay, sure, they're going to try to stall it. Reuters, meanwhile, went out and did some reporting and discovered that Judge Aileen Cannon, the completely inexperienced judge appointed to the bench by Trump, who is overseeing Trump's trial on mishandling classified documents, managed to totally botch a trial back in June, closing the courtroom for jury selection, and failing to swear in the prospective jurors, either of which mistakes could have gotten the case thrown out had prosecutors not come to a plea agreement with the defendant. The closed jury selection, which Reuters noted is an open and shut violation of the Sixth Amendment, apparently happened because Cannon felt that her courtroom was too small to hold the family members of the accused while also having all the prospective jurors in it. Having only participated in four complete trials as a prosecutor before being elevated to the bench, and having overseen only four jury trials to completion as a judge, Judge Cannon is not necessarily up on the finer points of how trials work, but she's going to have to figure out how to run Donald Trump's trial in that self-same small courtroom. Good luck to everyone. Good luck especially to America. Back to the morning paper. The international section reports that at least 125 people were hospitalized with heat exhaustion at the World Scout Jamboree in South Korea, as temperatures there reached 100 degrees. Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook, is blockading Canadian news stories from publishing on its platforms in retaliation for a Canadian law that would require platforms to pay for the content that they use. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, the Times reports, is prosecuting two criminal cases that come uncomfortably close to Mayor Eric Adams. 
one of them a sealed corruption indictment against the former building commissioner, and the other the indictment of six people in an alleged straw donor scheme to funnel money to Adams's campaign. The cases, the Times writes, are not the first to place the mayor, who touts his law and order credentials, in the awkward position of having to explain his conduct or that of his associates. Again, as always, it's not that awkward. He's a cop. Just imagine all of his supporters and the entire municipal apparatus walking around with an inexhaustible stack of those little get-out-of-ticket-free cards that the cops hand out to their friends. And the picture sort of fills itself in. That word awkward appears right below that story in the headline of another. Awkward remarks in suit against Giuliani. As the New York Times struggles with how to respectably present the incredibly vile, crude, and bigoted ramblings attributed to New York's former mayor in alleged transcripts of his alleged sexual harassment of an alleged former aide of his. I have to keep saying allegedly because Giuliani denies all of it, except the part where he had sex with the plaintiff, which he says was consensual and not an employer-employee situation. In one excerpt, the Times writes, he complains that the Jewish people continue to celebrate the ancient holiday of Passover. Jews, he says, they want to go through that freaking Passover all the time. Man, oh man, get over the Passover. It was like 3,000 years ago. Okay, the Red Sea parted. Big deal. Not the first time that happened. The transcript cut off there, the Times adds, and it was not clear whether Mr. Giuliani elaborated. That's the news. Thank you for listening. The Mega Millions is over a billion bucks, if you're interested in that sort of thing. In the meantime, please subscribe to Indignity and send us some money to keep us going. If we win the Mega Millions, all our paid subscribers will be converted to free. Till then, stay safe, watch out for thunderstorms, and we will talk again on Monday. Take four.